Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And good evening and welcome to the point after here on WWL Radio. Final score, Florida 16, LSU 10. How much or does this game have any bearing on the future of LSU current interim coach Ed Orgeron, 260-1870. Should it? Should this be another, uh, I guess you'd say, part of the process and looking at the overall body of work? You tell me. And today, was it a matter of Florida, uh, you know, game day coaching, Florida out coach LSU? What was the key to the contest today? You tell me, 260-1870, and text us at 870-870. You know, life isn't fair, Okay. There's no doubt about it. But I would like to think that the whole body of work is being taken into consideration and not just one game. I really did feel that way about the, uh, you know, when it came down, everybody was talking about, well, if he beats Alabama, he's got it. I really never felt that way. I Actually, if you were pointing toward one game, I was thinking that the LSU game against Arkansas was more important because of what LSU had failed to do post-Alabama. Uh, you know, over the course of well over a decade. But, you know, will it be today with a lot on the line? LSU put themselves in position under Coach Ogeron to be in the Sugar Bowl. And that's that's the, the, the premium bowl that this conference can get into is the Sugar Bowl when the champion is going to, i.e., either the BCS then or now the college football playoff which Alabama will be. So, that. And are, are you pleased? Are you pleased with where the program is right now? 260-1870. Text me at 870-870. Looking at the numbers, LSU, you know, they, they had it. I mean, they, they really did some things. Florida, the numbers are deceiving because those couple of drives that Florida had, it wasn't just about them getting a couple field goals. It was about Florida controlling the line of scrimmage. That, to me, was important. That was a big part because in the game last week against Arkansas, LSU never relinquished control of the line of scrimmage, offensively or defensively, whereas today I don't know if they ever really possessed it other than that drive when they went down and scored. And when you look at uh, what, what took place today, uh, you go back and you'll see LSU's drive, 12 plays, 80 yards, 603 a score. Uh, then, you know, you come down the stretch, the drives after that. 11 plays, 63 yards, fumble. The guys fumble. Four plays, 14 yards, 211 punt. Three plays, two yards, 106 punt. One play, two yards, 39 seconds in the half. Uh, you know, third quarter, 10 plays, 73 yards, 550. Turnover on downs. Now you're getting into the latter part of the ball game. Six plays, 31 yards, 321, punt. 12 plays, 79 yards, 543, field goal, 10-10. Next drive, 13 plays, 74 yards, 324, fumble. 
So LSU bogged down, right, no doubt about it. But credit Florida. I mean, we knew Florida's MO coming into this contest. They were a stout defensive team, and that's one thing LSU fans should know of because that's the constant LSU plays from the East WS Florida. Even in all the years when Florida has had problems offensively, they put a good defense out there. They have. They recruit well. They've got solid kids. And today, probably, you know, especially in the parts of that third and fourth quarter, was some of the best ground game Florida had against LSU since the Mettenberger-Odell Beckham Jr. game in that second half in which, I forgot, was, yeah, Gillis Lee carried the ball for so many times and just wore LSU down. They had some success, and I think it all goes back to the line. Now, clearly, the void of the SEC's third leading tackler and your leading tackler with 90 on the season going to the day, Beckwith, that was huge. But credit Florida. Look, in any time a big-time ball, you hear people say it all the time. When someone is out, we're going at that spot. There's a reason why we're going at that spot. Because the guy that's in there now, he may be a great player. He may turn out to be the next Dick Buckus. He may turn out to be the next Night Train Lane. But right now, today, the guy coming in for Beckwith, he wasn't Derrick Beckwith. I mean, he wasn't Derrick. He wasn't Kendall Beckwith. That's it. So that's that's a coaching, you know, that's a coaching, you know, cardinal rule. Go at that spot whenever that person's coming in. You see it in the NFL all the time. Boom. I remember in Alabama a few years ago. Remember that? The so-called, you know, is he inbounds or out of bounds with Patrick Peterson and Julio? Peterson goes out. Where do they go? They go right at the side where Peterson went out. So today they went out back with. And you saw that they did hurt. LSU secondary, when that back got in the secondary, they had trouble bringing down the backs. But I, I want to hear from you, your take. I mean, is it really? Could it have come down to LSU in Florida? And all of these games we've talked about, you know, when the coach owes, you know, is this his opportunity? And does he have to win out? I mean, do you put a number of wins on it? And I'm sure the PC thing would be, well, we, we weren't concerned about wins. We're looking at the body of work and the program and so forth. That may be true. But it just seems to be a feel now, and I think these next on a short week, how LSU responds this week, knowing that, the feeling, regardless of what is said by anybody, the AD, the fans, the analysts, the feeling this week is going to be, what are we playing for? What are we playing for? We can't go to the Sugar Bowl. We can't get into uh, you know, one of the major places to play a bowl game that we want. We know we're not in the playoffs. We know we're not in Atlanta. If we go out and blow this team out, I mean, does that does that have any bearing on if I retain the job or not? Speaking of if, Coach Ogeron, 260-1870, text us at 870-870. To the phones we go, Jim on line one. Jim, good evening. Thank you for calling the point after on WWL. All right, thank you. Um, besides LSU keeping Florida in the game with the stupid mistakes and not putting points on the board, um, if you wouldn't have told me it was Ogeron on the sideline for that last minute and 44, I would have swore that it was Les Miles. Because that last minute and 44, all that time that was taken off the clock, when they got down and it was first down, there, first down, 45 seconds ticked off the clock. 
clock to get a play in and to run one play, okay? Mm-hmm. Crucial time, okay? Then those last couple of the downs where they just kept trying to run the ball up the middle, okay? And then on the last play, you notice guys kind of hesitated when he got the ball before he Well, did. he went the wrong way. Yeah. It, I mean, a couple of those plays, they should have swung it to the side. Either left or right, instead of keep trying to run it up the middle. And a dive play on the last play of the game with three seconds to me, I just thought it was stupid. I'm sorry, it just looked like Les Miles' game plan. Well, it, was, it wasn't a dive. It was a pitch, and he's supposed to go up. The, the hole was there. He he went right. He was supposed to go left. Right. No, you go, no, you no, go no, back no, and no. look. The, the, fullback, the fullback blocked to the left. Edling opened up. Edling wasn't going to reverse out and pitch to the right. He was going to pitch back to Geis, and that's when Geis, Geis made a move toward the right and then cut left. If he'd have went left all, I don't know if he'd have scored, but I think we're both in agreement. He was supposed to go left all along. Right, right. And that that's, that goes back that goes back to, you know, look, and hey, I, they're kids, and I, and I understand all that, but all that stuff, you know, going to the – you see Geis in the background putting the crowd down and kind of bouncing and all that. Man, yeah. win the ball game, you know. Right, win, right. win the ball game, and then when you win, then you celebrate. Then and you celebrate. I, and if I was uh, Jackson um, today, I'd have told Coach Hink me out the game, I'm not having a good day today. I mean, that guy just really had a bad game. Yeah, and, and you know, you know, honestly, Jim, I I really thought credit the defense because at that point in time, on on the uh, you know when when he fumbled, that was that was Florida coming off when they were just pounding the ball, so it wasn't like they weren't having success. And I'm I'm thinking like, man, there's no way they could hold them to three here, but they did, yeah. you know, they did. But look how huge that was, though, Jim. Even though oh, that yeah. was that was huge because now LSU, what did they have to do? They had to go to length of the field and score the touchdown to tie it and then possibly get the extra point to win the game. If not, you kick the field goal and you tie it. You know, well, that was huge. You, you, you didn't see poor clock management in that last minute in 44? Oh, yeah. I, there was, look, there, there, wasn't, there, wasn't, there wasn't a sense of urgency. And, I, you know, and here's the thing, Jim. I don't know what the philosophy was. I, I understand a philosophy from a standpoint. You don't want on the backside. You want McIlwain to use all his timeouts, and you don't want to leave them with anything, and the perfect thing would have been to score with no time left. But at the end of the day, when you go back and you put the DVR on or the VCR or whatever, and you rewind it, yeah, there were plays that were left out there that you could have run. Absolutely you know there were. You know what that reminded me of, Deke? Remember the Auburn game where if we would have yeah. saved a few seconds for them, maybe we could have oh, yeah. that out? That's yeah. what that last minute in 44, when they took off 45 seconds on that one play, I said, here we go. Why we got to shave the clock to where we barely got uh-huh. enough time? Maybe we could use those extra seconds. Don't don't waste this time, you know? Right. No, you, hey, Jim, look, you, you always, it's like, what is that old saying? It's always better to have it, to have it there and just say, oh, well, we don't need it, than right. need it and not to have it. You, know? you got it. Thank you so yep. much. Jim, good call, my man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Good stuff from Jim. 260-1870, Florida 16, LSU 10. How much of a bearing does this have on Coach Ogeron moving forward? LSU at Texas A&M. That is coming up Thursday evening here on WWL Radio. Our coverage will start uh, coming up, let's see, a 6.30 game. That's going to start at 1 o'clock on Thanksgiving Day. So I'll, I'll give you out a fax number. Y'all can fax me over some cornbread dressing. Out of all the Thanksgiving things, I love to sample the cornbread dressing. And it, it could be just, you know, cornbread. It don't have to be a lot of stuff in it. I, that's what I'm about. Not stuffing, dressing. All right. Tommy, Joseph, Richard, Walter, three-time All-Stater. Oh, my boy's in the house. I knew three-time All-State was going to call in today. Lewis and John going to 7 o'clock tonight. 
the point after, I'm going to let all of you talk. Hang tight. You know how it is. We don't rush like we had to do on the weekdays. And it's a business day, but it's not, you know, it's not high-profile business day. It's kind of like a weekend. All right? So keep the spot you got. Get you a sip of something and sit around. It's the point after. Tough day for the Tigers today. They fall 16-10 to 10 to Florida. What does that do to the program moving forward? I'm Deke Bellavia on Tiger Radio, WWL. 23rd-ranked Florida. Four goal line stands, a four-quarter four goal line stand. They beat LSU 16-10. to 10. The 16th-ranked Tigers lose for the fourth time this season. One more game for the Tigers in the regular season. And, yes, not knocking it because I'm going to tell you what, I love me some Chick-fil-A. I do. But uh, I did see the Peach Bowl people on campus this morning. And cold, it was cold as a witch's whew, this morning on campus. I know Todd and I were out there. Man. It was chilly today. Beautiful day for football in Tiger Stadium. Not used to those early kickoffs. But Florida comes away with a 16-10 victory. Operating Jaguar opinion poll. The Gators beat the Tigers 16-10. Who do you pin this loss on? Vote online at WWL.com. And we move into the state semifinals in the divisions, the four divisions in high school football this week. And we move into state quarterfinals in the non-select side, which is uh, the public school side, the five classifications. And uh, last night, uh, my better half, her family is from the uh, beautiful town of Jennings, Louisiana. Uh, they weren't playing home last night, but I was over there listening. I love to listen to local radio, and a local station in Jennings was pl- hosting a high school team, and I hadn't really kept up with much. But there's a young man, and many of you who keep up with recruiting, I know you're going to know this name, uh, Travis Atien. He rushed for about 3,000 yards as a junior last year. Well, everybody in America wants this kid. And when I say everybody in America, yes, the number one teams in the country, everybody's offered him. But I stopped counting last night when he was at 300 yards and five touchdowns. That was through three quarters. And I was just listening to it, but I went back and watched the highlight reel. And I guess what I'm just trying to say, because I, you know, I just like to talk. I think we all like to watch good football. But the abundance of talent in this state is just its remarkable. Just when you think, I mean, we're coming on the heels in which, you know, Louisiana probably had its top running back recruit, one of the top running back recruits of all time. And I see I see this a young man like, and I'm going like, you know, I'm not putting him in a class and saying he's going to be the next or whatever, but good gosh almighty. When one comes and goes, here's another one's opportunity. But – Enjoy some prep football, folks. That's where it all happens on Friday nights. And, of course, our coverage with the All-State Sugar Bowl Prep Football Roundup getting close to uh, the state championships. To the phones we go. This is the point out there. Let's go to Tommy on line two. Tommy, good evening. Thank you for calling WWL. Dick, how are you, my man? I'm, okay, I was Tommy. proud of the Tigers' effort today. But let me, let me get your opinion. One thing that I think has been crystal clear uh, for a couple of years now, and especially in the last two losses in Tiger Stadium, when faced with a defensive line or athletes that are they're equal, our offensive line has, has not been this week in a number of years. And I, I think that's where the yep. difference is today. Uh, Tommy, you hit, brother, you, you, are preaching, you, are, you are preaching nothing but the gospel and the truth. You go back and look at LSU's four losses, and what's the common theme, Tommy, was a defensive line on the other side. Wisconsin, it's, Auburn, Alabama, and Florida. And there's no doubt about it, brother. It was, it was look, Tommy, you, you'd be the first, and you know football, as much as they can have these charts on the sideline with a picture of Elvis in one corner and Liberace in the other and a piano on one side. You know, I, I guess my point is as much as we think the game has changed, it all still goes back to the line of scrimmage. 
And whoever well, can do whoever can do good in that department, nine times out of ten is going to win these ball games. Dink, you're right. The one thing though that I'll, I'll add on to that is the teams that realize they have a weakness on the offensive line do all the Liberace and Ellis stuff to give themselves an advantage. And yep. and LSU still thinks they have Alan Fanica and, and uh, Kevin Mawai playing offensive line, and they don't. Uh, yep. I'll, I'll say this. I think Coach O's done an admirable job. Uh, but I think we can all agree that the, this position is a top five, top eight job in the country, and you owe it to the fan base to at least be told no by, by a proven, proven head winner and maybe even a national championship coach. I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, yeah, Tommy, and I, I think that's what it's going to come down to. I really do. Well, who the candidates are and all that, I will tell you this now. Uh, you know, some some have said this the past week. A guy like uh, you know a Fedora is in there, in North Carolina, who's an excellent offensive coach. Uh, Tom Herman once cold, now he's hot again after that pasting that they put on Louisville on Thursday night. And that was no fluke. Houston dominated Louisville. I think. And, and look, let me tell you something about Houston. Say what you want about them. They had the ugly loss to Navy, the ugly loss to SMU, and you know a couple other close wins that weren't that good. But they've beaten their last four ranked opponents. And I think the last four ranked opponents they played were all top ten teams. They beat them. And it, it hadn't been – look, going back to Florida State in the bowl game last year, to Oklahoma this year, to Louisville this year, Houston has come up with some big wins. Now, as far as coaches that's got the real skins on the wall, I think Herman is that next guy. Now, it might be a bidding war for Tom Herman. A&M and Texas, they may have to make a move. They may have to pull a trigger on their guys this week if they're going to get in the sweepstakes if other teams, let's say like LSU or somebody else got Tom Herman in mind. But one thing when it comes down to it, you would have to be catching Tom Herman or potential and what he has done at Houston where, as Tommy said, the last caller, a proven coach, a coach that's played for a one national championship, well, the one that's on LSU's radar, clearly that's Jimbo Fisher. And I have no idea what's going to happen. I don't know anything. I go, I listen, I watch, I ask just like anybody else does. I'm not privy to any kind of information. But it seems to be that the field and the fan base, and this goes back to last year, Thanksgiving week, when everything happened in Baton Rouge with the whole A&M and is he going to stay and is he going to go, that it was around Jimbo Fisher. And this week, seemingly again, it'll be centered around what Jimbo Fisher, what's his future going to be. Florida State plays Florida next Friday or next Saturday in their rival game. And – LSU would have already been in play Texas A&M. And according to what Joe Oliva said and his statement released, he wants to have a coach in place ASAP. I would think no later, no later than Friday before the SEC championship game, December 2nd, possibly maybe Monday after Thanksgiving, which would be the Monday after, you know, th- next a week from this Monday after the regular season is over, going to championship week. Joseph on line three. Joseph, good evening. Thank you for calling the point after on WWL. Good evening, Dick. Yes, sir. Uh, I just want to say that I think the game really was lost on that 10-point swing we had on that running back. That was the biggest, that was the, I think, the biggest difference in the game. And I think Coach Old and the sun might be going down for him. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough one. There's no doubt about it. There's, there's no doubt about it. And, you know, I – I, I don't know, you know, if, look, I don't know what the the criteria was, Joseph. I don't know if any of us, you know, do you have to win a certain amount of games or something? Who, who knows? Who knows? But 
We'll, I guess we'll all soon find out. It, it seems to be, Joseph, and look, a lot of times we don't know exactly what goes on behind closed doors, and there's more guessing than anything. But it just seems to be that there's, there's just a few guys out there. I think LSU's targeted who they want, and either they're going to get a yes or a no. And, look, they may have already gotten a yes or a no, and we just don't know. But according to what we've, we've learned from what Joe Oliva said, you know, you're probably about, I would say, a, a week away, maybe 10 days away from finding out who, who LSU's permanent head coach is going to be. Yeah. And one thing, whoever take that job, they're going to have a lot of rehabilitation because with 18 seniors and a lot of juniors, it's going to be a big hole in the offense and defense side of the ball. Thank you, yeah, they'll they'll have they'll 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 certainly gonna have some holes to fill. There's no doubt about it. You you're gonna lose some good players, not just your you know like you said the seniors and the juniors that'll make themselves eligible for the draft, but uh, you know a coach will come in here and he'll be able to he'll be able to put some things together and do well. And remember, this is a state that whereas LSU is not it's not like Alabama, it's not like Florida, it's not like Georgia, it's not like Texas where there are several competing schools. You are the dog. You are the dog. You, you're the big guy in the state of Louisiana. And it's almost like you got to give a PSA. But I think, you know, us speaking here as people who are pretty knowledgeable about things, that when it comes to LSU, LSU is not going to lose a recruit in Louisiana to another Louisiana school. There's only been one since I've been sitting here. And that's that, that happened back in, you know, 15, 16 years ago. And I've never seen anything like that happen before. So my point is, is that, yes, you have to worry about you can't lose people coming in to your state, Alabama's, other schools, USC, and getting some of your top-tier talent, but not having to fight like Auburn and Alabama. They both are fighting over Petway. They got DJ, but then Kenneth, the running back, he's at Auburn. You know, they fight over some players. The state of uh, Georgia, they fight over some players. Georgia, Georgia Tech. Uh, you go to Florida. There's Florida. There's Florida State. There's University of Miami. There's Central Florida. I mean, there there are other schools in state you're battling for those recruits, and then you got to go out of state. To me, I don't say easier, but it, it can't be as difficult as having those schools in your state if you've got somebody you're competing against. I mean, LSU's like they're the only place you can get, you know, stands for the mail. They're the only post office in Louisiana. You can't get – there's nowhere else you're going to go for that, you know, to be in that power conference and to have those type of facilities. There's not another school in the state of Louisiana that's in that magnitude of a conference like LSU is, got that exposure, and has what they have in their own backyard. And that, that's, that's just the truth. I mean, that's not any anything news-breaking or earth-shattering. Richard on line four. Richard, good evening. Thank you for calling WWL. Hey, Deke, I tell you, I remember, uh, I think it was 2009, I was with two of my buddies and I, we went up to Tuscaloosa to Patrick Peterson game, and then we rode, we decided to drive straight back out of the game, we turned it on, we got eight seventy right, we got the Atum Suba, and uh, we listened to you all the way home, and that was the, probably the best broadcast I've ever, I ever heard in my life. I don't you remember well, man, that Richard. I, I, yeah, I appreciate it. I, and you know, there's been there's been some shows, there's been some nights, in where we've uh, we've gotten people home from Oxford, we've gotten them home from Tuscaloosa. They said they jump, jump in the car, and before they know it, 
they was at home and they stayed in the car longer than, than the trip was. But look, yeah, I, well, I think we all I think we all like to talk, Rich. You know, we all well, like you to kept talk us and, you kept us uh, between the white lines that night. We appreciate well, I that. I appreciate it, my man. What's on your mind, Richard? What you well, you know, stuff? look, this, 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 I could tell you 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 might have the same kind of feelings I have. Coach Orgeron, I mean, being from South Louisiana, I, I feel emotional attachment to his, to him, sure. and and I feel really. I start, I feel really bad about him being. I think Oliva painted himself in the corner during this whole, the whole situation. Um, I think it's just going to be a mess in the end um, because there's so many emotional. There's so many Tiger fans out there that think you know, and I, I think Orgeron would be a great hire. I, I think he's got the ability to lock the state down. People can relate to him. He's mm-hmm. been through so much. He can relate, but he also can relate to those kids and give them a lot of great. Uh, advice from from his his younger days because I know he, sure. he was a rebel rouser. <laughs> yeah. So and, and, and you know and he he just every so well respected and and uh, look it's about having a good defensive coordinator and a good offensive coordinator let your coaches coach. Bear Bryant did it for many years while he was drinking whiskey up in the in the you know up in the sky lift and and you know just bringing in Jimbo Fisher. I mean that's. Okay, that's great and everything, but they should have done that last year. They they did. We I just I have a yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. You know, Richard, I'm just I, really I agree with you, and it's, and it's not like I I'm I don't I don't have you know I'm I'm gonna sit here and report it, and then people say I'm a, I'm gonna give you my feeling, and I'm gonna tell it. But I I'm like you know what what's the difference you know what's the difference twelve months later with Jimbo Fisher. You know, is it is it is things that much? I mean, he's through what twenty twenty two at Florida State, so he's under contract. I mean, he he had, he he had some losses, but I mean, he's they're not running him out of town. So I don't understand why why now and why not last year. Is because LSU wasn't ready, or he wasn't ready, or what? You know, or they felt like you know we we're not gonna get out of the stadium tonight without a revolt. People are all excited about you know getting Coach Miles. I don't know, but I'm like you. I mean, to me, if, who if that's the case, then if if Jimbo Fisher is that guy. And I have no idea. I hope they already got. They already know it's him, and they're gonna move on with it. And boom, and make this thing happen as expeditiously as possible. Because the lingering on and all that kind of stuff, that just it don't look good. It's like, wait a minute now. Did we, you went through this before? So if he's your guy, and I got no problem with that, you know, go ahead and get it done and do it. But if not, you know, I I don't know. It just seems to be everything you read here that it's. I don't know from the other names they're throwing out there, Richard. I, I don't I, I don't know who else could be out there unless it's just some dark horse we don't know of and that's what Coach Miles was he was somebody we didn't really think about. Look, he he was like that uh, Chinese proverb you know riding the tiger he, he, it's so dangerous you're afraid to dismount you know when you're with mm-hmm. left miles what a yeah. scary period of LSU football look I support him I got buddies that are listening to me right now that probably you know you just would tell me every day what an idiot I was for supporting him. But I, I wasn't supporting him because of I thought he was a, a brilliant man. I, I was just supporting him because I was raised as a little boy to go to LSU games and stick the bird at the opposing right. man on the way up there. That's what you, just, you know, Richard, that's what you know. That's what you That's yeah, what you were born into. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he started driving me crazy with the clock management issues. And, and he, <laughs> he was just – first game I went to, I was living in California. I drove down to uh, Arizona State game. And I, I saw punt, uh, fake that punt on what the nine yard his own nine yard line or something. I thought the yeah. guy was crazy. Yeah. And he, he got. Yeah. And then I'm gonna oh, quick. I'm not gonna. Uh, a couple other things about today. Yeah, go ahead. Look, they they should have. Look, they, they they that wasn't coaching today. Those kids woke up on the wrong side of the bed, and you could tell. And they and I had a bad feeling about this week because it all starts up at the top. I think Joe Oliva 
look, I think he's a great administrator, but I think he needs to. I, I have a look. I have a hot temper, okay? And there's certain things I probably shouldn't be involved in. Joe Weaver should not be involved in diplomacy. I mean, uh, you know, with the SEC. I mean, yeah, we get screwed by him all the time, but like him getting so hot and bothered about this and getting in, in with Greg Sankey, you know. We got bigger fish to fry to worry about this. Now we're going to Gainesville back to back in 17 and 18. We might lose right. champ- two championships because of that. And so I think with him at, up at the top, I think we have. I'm worried about, you know, I'm going all over the place, but I'm just concerned about him being the guy who's going to decide the future of LSU football when he can't keep his cool. And, and, and um, you know, and I, I just I worry about that. I mean, I just I really do. Look, look everybody knew the SEC screw was going to try to screw us, but he could have done that. He didn't have to get on the radio and do that and talk about Greg saying just draw a line in the sand. He could have done that behind closed doors. So right. I just feel like he's not the kind of guy that's going to going to think about it in a smart way. And look, Ogeron had those kids. Look today, look there's. It's like night and day when you watch that football team compared to, to Miles. I mean, they 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 don't they didn't get many offside penalties. They weren't even many formation uh, in, in wrong formation or uh, legal procedures. And, you know, just things that you could tell our well coached football teams don't do. I was incredibly impressed by the, how quick that changed over in the first two or three games. Today, yep. Florida wanted, had blood on that. They wanted to kill us, and, and all it took was three fumbles. We we ran the ball down the throat, but then guess what? We lost Beckwith. And they started running down the middle. They knew that was our weakness. And then right. we botched the snap. We, 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 everything that could go wrong, they did. And that's what well, happened. Well, Richard, right, right, right quick, Rich, before I move on, who, who's your guy? Who would you like to see have the job? I'd like to see everybody that's just stay cool and just let's go with Coach O. I mean, I really do. I think he's, I he's a well, – well, hey, man, these guys from down there, they built the North Sea. You know, I mean, uh, you know, all the old infrastructure yeah. up in the North Sea. You think people from Louisiana aren't smart enough to run a top-notch football program. We know what the hell well, we're doing. Well, smart people well Richard, here. man, I'm glad. I'm glad you called in. The next time y'all guys make a road trip, save a spot for me, my man. I, I'm sure I can enjoy that conversation you guys have. Walter on line five. Walter, good evening. Thank you for calling the point after on WWL. I got a quick three points. Nothing long talk. That's for sure. As far as my coach, I'd go for the guy at Utah. Consistently good. He's under 50 years old, and I think some of these guys we have, uh, the game has passed them up. As far as tackling goes. Uh, these guys who are supposed to be elite uh, athletes, they miss more tackles than two-year trying to stack their blocks. It's pathetic. Uh, the offensive line, the same way. They miss more blocks, a big left tackle. I saw him standing up looking at what he should have blocked a half a dozen times. He's, he's no good. And getting back to the offense, Ensminger, who did he play for? Charlie McClendon. What the heck did he learn from Charlie McClendon on offense? He's, the game has passed him up. They need some new young blood now to handle this offense. And those are my comments. All right, Walter, thank you so much for the time. We appreciate it. Walter says go with Kyle Whittingham. That's the coach at Utah. Let's go to Lewis on line seven. Lewis, good evening. Thank you for calling WWL. Good evening, DK. How you doing? I, uh, okay, sir. I've said all year. I don't feel like that, you know, the body of work should have really uh, make or break it. I just never have felt like Coach O would be the guy permanently. And I said, and I talked to y'all earlier uh, in the year I called in, y'all basically rejected the idea. But basically I said that uh, I, f- I felt like somebody needed to have the job that had coordinated experience. Uh, specifically, I would prefer to see somebody with offensive 
coordinated experience. And like the caller before, uh, I want to see a young gun come in here that's hungry and not somebody that's been there. And I do feel like that if Coach O gets the job, uh, it ain't necessarily the end of the world, but I think that he would get it because the, they, they couldn't get the guy they really wanted. I just well, who, don't feel who is, like. Who is, is there? Is there some guys you that you're fond of out there, Lewis? That you uh, pay attention to? Well, I'm fond of Herman, and I'm fond of Jeff Fisher. Yeah. Uh, you know, more, more, more so probably Jeff Fisher, but I like Tom Herman's young and upside. But it's not so much the the, the person. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, it, it could be. You know, my main thing is I want a young gun that's hungry, and that and, and that would have high energy to it. And I just think that that would bring us to new heights with, with the modernization of LSU football. Because we've been playing in a dinosaur league since probably the last six, seven years. You know, as much yeah. as I like Les Miles as a person and a quality act, he was just too dead blasted stubborn. And he wouldn't convert over to pick up the tempo on the offense. And in every other way, he was an awesome guy, but that was his undoing. And I just don't want to get us back into that kind of rut. No, and you know, Lewis, uh, some people that, that, you know, when you talked about this whole search, that's what people have talked about, you know, where you get a coach uh, with that offensive background. Offensive, you know, I guess Coach Miles was an offensive lineman, but, you know, I guess schematically, you know, that guy, that play caller guy, that guy that's uh, innovative, the kind of offensive, you know, you put him in there, well, he's an offensive genius, one of those type of guys. Everybody kind of looks at the, the coordinators and the coaches, I don't know. I don't know if LSU is a program that is, you know, in position to get that guy who is a coordinator somewhere right now. Maybe somebody that has been a coordinator for a short, uh, a head coach for a short amount of time that earned his stripes, so to speak, as a coordinator. I think they're going after a head coach. That's just my opinion. All right, coming back, three-time All-State, Charles, West, John, Jacques, and Glenn. Plus, we'll get a recruiting update. It is LSU falling to Florida 16-10. to 10. Give me your take. How does this affect Coach Ogeron moving forward? And can LSU come out and play? Inspired football Thursday night against A&M. Does it really mean anything now? This is WWL. Florida 16, LSU 10. It is the point after. Who does this loss fall on? Vote at Operated Jaguar Opinion Poll at WWL.com. LSU now will play Texas A&M. That is coming up Thursday, Thanksgiving Day. Join T-Bob Abair and myself from 1 until 4.30. Then we'll hand things off to the LSU Sports Network. A 6.36 kickoff, LSU at Texas A&M at College Station here on Tiger Radio, WWL. Not once, not twice, but he was three times All-State, baby, on line six. Three times All-State. Thank you for calling, WWL. How are you? Dig, I'm wonderful. Well, I've been better, Dig. Let's be honest. But let me tell you, but it's three time all Paris, not all state, but one time. But no, you all, you all, you all world, baby. But anyway, all Paris, like go ahead, baby. Listen, you said I, I'm gonna take that and run with it, Dig, my friend. I'm gonna take that. But listen, I can go from A to Z with this whole day and this whole since the last six months been so wacky, huh, Dig? Huh? Yeah. Let's talk about the Saints, about six plays, men that turn around about four losses, and they'll shoot the same place, some wacky losses, the presidential race. Where you want to start, Dick, with this whole thing? Oh, well, I'm going to let you start three-time all-pass. You well, go I ahead, mean, wherever you want to so, start. Obviously, the preseason polls were a joke because we won the top seven team. I'm not, and you can blame it on Les Miles. You can't. But, look, we're the same, we got the same players. The same players, Dick. Yeah. And look what happened, the same results. But my, my biggest thing tonight, Dick, is this. We got the, the the nation's best running back. And I don't care if he's at 50, 60, 70%, Dick. And if I need three feet, I'm giving it to that cat. I, no, no offense to Geis, he's good, but he's not leaning for that. Right? 
Yeah, yeah, you know, and I and I hear I hear you on that point in time. I, I'm, but what what we were told and what we learned though is that basically, you know, at, I think at, at about that point in the fourth quarter, they knew he was a no go the rest of the way. You know, I, I, I understand. But and if he was able, but if he was able to go those three time off pass, there's no doubt you, seven's the one you give the ball to. I, I and look, you nailed it on the head with a couple of these callers, Deke. The, the trenches that we got beat, man, and yeah. that's been our losses. And that's been that's been our nemesis. And our four losses this year. Yep, no doubt about it. You know, hey, look, Wisconsin had a hell of a defensive front. There's a reason yep. why they're a top, t- you know, top ten team. Uh, Auburn's front came along well. Uh, we we obviously know about Alabama's and then Florida and the teams who had a uh, who had the, the best defensive front that LSU faced. Four wins and the LSU no wins. You know. Yep, I'm with you, Dick. I'm with you. Three time, a- so three time all pairs. If I showed up at your house Thursday Thanksgiving Day, what would you feed me? I got you. I got two fried turkeys, some fried oh. turkey neck, and some gizzard. Oh Lord, have mercy! Just I wouldn't need. Throat. I wouldn't need nothing but but some Zantec and some toilet paper. I'd be good yeah. to go. Three time all pair. <laughs> no sign. My boy. My three, boy. My Always a pleasure, D. You too, baby. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. And tell everybody we said hello. Take care. Three time all pairs. John on line eight. John, good evening. Thank you for calling WWL. <laughs> yeah, D. Um, I think people. Jumping in, excuse me. I think people are jumping to conclusions too fast about Coach Jordan. First of all, I believe LSU has a coach hard. They got to have somebody. I mean, it's just too close with recruiting and everything. So I think, my personal opinion, they have someone hard. And I think Coach Jordan's done an outstanding job. I mean, he came in here, he's not a magician. And you said it earlier, and I'll say it again. Give me the guy that can bring in the talent. You can hire tacticians, the Dave Aranda's offensive coordinators. They, are, they exist everywhere. But you got to have somebody that can bring those kids in and recruit those players. You can't recruit those players, you're not going anywhere. And that's part of the problem What happened on the offensive side of the ball is miles started slipping and then none of the kids want to come in and play on the, on the offensive side of the ball. And if you remember, Ozron is the one that picked up when Brooke Kaley lost, left with the, the defensive line and the, the decimated that he picked up. Yeah. Well, John, I tell you what, it's going to be interesting moving forward because I'm like you. It seems like if LSU does have that guy, they're going to have to name him sooner than later. We'll see what plays out this week. Glenn, Jacques, Ted, and Wes, and Charles coming to you. I'm Deke Bellabia. One more big hour to go. LSU falls to Florida 16-10. to 10. It's the point after on WWL. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.